Gavin, I've, I've got a question to, to open yeah. the show with, and it requires your expertise as yeah. uh, a kind of pop star and a musician and all that. Doing all, all right. your music, uh, kissing all your groupies, play a guitar, get invited to play on Jules Holland's <laughs> Hoot and Annie. Um, I can't remember the last time I better, thought of better Jules clarify, Holland. I only have one, one groupie I kiss these days. <laughs> just mate. in case anyone gets the wrong idea there. <laughs> Unlike me and Jim who just mate. kiss all of them. That is I true. Was very, I was v- a big groupie kisser back in the day, but I'm a, I'm a very oh. uh, very happily taken nowadays. <laughs> oh, no, we'll, we'll have to do a, a regular section called, called Gavin's Naughty Stories, where he tells all the <laughs> naughty stories of what he got up to. But but this this week, I've got a musical question, Gav. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> who would win in a fight? Right, yeah. not not who's better at music, who okay. would win in a physical altercation, a fight between Fallout Boy and Badly Drawn Boy? I'm trying to get like an idea of a matchup that I can picture as the Battle of the Ultimate Music Boys. Okay, does Badly Drawn Boy have his band, or is it just him? That's the question. Uh, well, so- my second question is is. Who's in what? Because I only like know some of their songs and don't know if they're one person or lots of people. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make a suggestion for how we even this fight out before we we hand okay. Gavin the reins of who's gonna win. It may Consid- be one that I've anticipated, but well, but, but, but fire away because both of them are called something something boy singular. Yes. I think that we should only have a singular combatant from each band, and I think that, ah. you know, popular culture would dictate that the singer, usually the frontman, is probably the person most closely associated with, associated with that brand. So whoever's the singer for Fallout Boy would probably be considered the Fallout Boy, and therefore yeah, that's would true. be the one to t- do the fight. So yeah, I'm going to so... suggest it's, it's the lead singer of each. That's true. Now, now I, we could have them elect a champion a la Game of Thrones, but I feel like they try and get people from different bands. Like, one of them would, like, point at Dave Matthews, and then we'd have to, you know, legislate well, that. I'm I'm just foreseeing the problem where, like, you, you get people together to watch this battle of the ultimate music boys, yeah. and they look, they look at them and they say, I don't recognise either of the combatants, because they both, everyone came expecting the front people, and no one recognises, like, the drummer and the bassist who are about That's to have true. a fight. That's you know, it. If, if they've got a beefy bassist... Yeah, yeah, if we're gonna if we're gonna sell this on like on the posters, it needs to be the recognisable faces. Okay, so if we go, you know, the king of Fallout Boy—that's what lead singers are. The king of Fallout Boy, the king of uh, whatever the other one was, Vault Boy, um, badly, badly drawn, drawn boy, boy <laughs> right? Uh, refereed by the king of Busted. Just because I don't think any anyone from Busted has done anything in twenty years, uh, Gavin, who's winning that fight? And and before you say at the Beastie Boys, we can't because they're actually in a different fight. That's the ultimate battle of bands with Beast in their name. Oh. They're going up against Canadian electronic music duo Beast. <laughs> and what about Boy George? Could Boy George get involved? I've heard I've heard Boy George could uh, swing a punch or two. Um, no, I mean, Boy, Boy, Boy George, George is... has done community service. Yeah, that that's the problem. Oh, Boy George oh. would tip the scales because he'd just fucking leather anyone he'd Honestly, get in a ring with. 
can Fall, Fallout Boy would win, and I'll tell you why. Have you seen those guys' crazy fucking spinning guitar moves? I'm <laughs> yeah. surprised they don't. I'm surprised they don't all knock each other out. You see, that's the danger. Mm. They could all knock each other out first before can, they knock badly drawn boy out. Can we get Boy George in to be like the celebrity radio commenter that's on like BBC Radio Five Live that gives you the play by play? And they got him in because he is also one of the people with Boy in the name. But he couldn't, you know, he was no longer in his prime to take part in the fight. You know, we yeah. get Boy George I'm, I'm in to like that. do the And he would stop play. them from hitting them by just going, Do you really want to hurt me? And yeah, exactly. Like, no, that's, no, I that's don't an, want to, George. That is, that is an unfair super move to have in a fight. You can't let someone in a fight who has the do yeah. you really want plus, to hurt me plus super Plus he's move. got that, like, cloaking ability to sneak up behind him. He just goes, come, 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 chameleon, and turns invisible. That is true. These these yeah. are the many superpowers of Boy George. <laughs> um, and that's why it's an unfair fight. because I can't even remember Badly Drawn. What what song did Badly Drawn Boy do? I know it was some acoustic-y type. They did that in um, uh, those the, Hugh Grant movies, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, about a boy. Um, something to Talk About, I think, is the name of the song. I liked never, it when, never really when it first came it out. Was, uh... I thought it was a da- uh, jaunty little ditty. Yeah. Yeah, but that that, my, that is all I know Badly Drawn Boy from. I, I'm looking them up now. My money's on Fallout Boy anyway. Um, ten to one to knock themselves out. But there's, <laughs> oh, there's going to be one of them left still swinging that guitar around if the rest of them oh, get knocked out. Oh, Badly Drawn Boy could perhaps... I may have found a way to get Badly Drawn Boy to guest in the Battle of the Beasts because his first album was the Alder Hour of the Bewilder Beast. I found the link. He can get into the Battle of the Beasts. That'll that'll cut down on booking fees if we have him on play by play. If yeah. he's if he's if he's not too fucked up from having yeah. his sh- shit kicked in by is, the swinging guitars of Fallout Boy. Is this maybe how it works? As if you win the battle of 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 the music boys, you get to start using other bits of you know wordage in your career to enter other competitions. So oh yeah, like, yeah I mean, you, you can ransack the the pop industry for pretty much anything you want, spare parts. At that point, yeah, if, like if you, you win any of these <laughs> ultimate fights, you're basically basically you're granted a fiefdom in in the pop world. <laughs> And anyone who's within that, like, like for example, um, the Arithmics can't get anything from Taylor Swift because she's owned by Phil Collins. Now you might be wondering why is Taylor Swift uh, as as famous and powerful and rich as she is underneath the Arithmics? Uh, you know, fucking Dave Stewart and Phil Collins. It's because it's fucking patriarchy, isn't it? Glass ceiling. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Speaking of glass ceilings, you definitely don't want to have one of those around when Fallout Boy are playing. That's oh, true. Oh, oh, I have some more. Glass, some more, glass. Uh, I have some bands that we can add into the battle royale of all of the the, the best music boys. Yeah. Oh God. Okay, can we add in the Backstreet Boys? Oh, because they they've they've not done anything for a while. I went to um, see them two years ago. Are they they're, still uh, touring? Yeah, they're Rachel's, like, she loves them. She grew up with them, and I, as her birthday present, I took her to see them play in Dublin. Oh, <laughs> nice. They were good. They put on a good show, and they played that one I like about, uh, Oh, you people, can't you see, can't you see How your love's affecting our reality <laughs> That's a great song. I remember um, that one. I, I remember, the it's thing, Larger Than Life, I think it's called. Here's the problem with the, uh, with, with, 
with those guys, so the Backstreet Boys, is we'd have to pick between them and Boy George. Boy George has famously for a long time said he won't go anywhere near the Backstreet Boys because he strongly suspects most of them don't wash. Uh. Plus, um, he, they were the first artist to, um, in their video for Everybody, they were the first artist to ever break his record for makeup budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, if we can't have them, I have one more okay. suggestion. I have one more yeah. suggestion. Can we get the soundtrack to the fight being done live by Fat Boy Slim? Yes. I mean, that, that's a, yeah. That's did, you, did you just put Fat Boy delivered. Slim and live in the same sentence? Ooh. Oh! Oh! <laughs> well, you know, maybe Fat Boy Slim is just, like, st- stood at a desk... A desk pressing play on the iPod, but, you know, he's there in the room. Did you know Fatboy Slim used to be in that band, the House Martins, I think they were called. Oh, I've heard the of The Caravan House of Love. Oh, well, that's, yeah. that's a music fact. It's been a while yeah. since we've had some of Gav's music. Hello, this is Podquisition, by the way. I'm Jim <laughs> Sterling. I'm here with Laura and Gavin. Um, but but we, we haven't had a, a, a music fact from Gavin in a while, so that's good. And if you're wondering... Um, you know, oh, I tuned into a video game podcast and you haven't even referenced video games yet. We have, because it turns out that Canadian electronic music duo Beast, their first <laughs> project was with Ubisoft in 2006. What so, was the project? I don't fucking know. Um, well, it just, that was says, half a fact. It says... I. I I just quickly googled because I was hoping someone would mention the Beastie Boys, so I said I mentioned it myself, um, so I could do the whole Beast thing. And and Beast was the first Wikipedia page I found, um, and because Beast Alert didn't have a Wikipedia page, uh, and now I'm just reading it, uh, and I think I'm just going to read this bit without um, co- uh, without context uh, because I just think. We can all imagine a better way this this happened. The pair first worked together in 2006 on a project for the video game company Ubisoft in 2006. <laughs> that's a shitty sentence. Um, <laughs> but, but, okay, that's how it's written. Uh, the resulting sound was angrier than either artist was used to. <laughs> <laughs> the angry message is about letting the beast out that's inside because in society you're not allowed to be emotive or sensitive. The feelings of the moment when we were writing were mostly sadness and anger. <laughs> so that's what happens when you go work with Ubisoft. And we don't know what video game this was for. It doesn't say. Uh, let me have a look at one. Hang on. Beast emerge from the champion camp. What's what? that? Mean? What does that mean? I don't I, know. I that and it just linked to Netflix. <laughs> it just links to no chartattack.com. But but just the the front page of it. So there's no context. Beast. Um their first what? album was released in 2008. I don't know what this 2006 project was. They formed to do music for Ubisoft, <laughs> fucking Betty Bonifaci and Jean-Pierre Goncalves, and and I don't know what it was. It's a mystery that none my, of us my will ever know. Is out. Oh my god, is this how Gavin? <laughs> it all ties together. The Illuminati. It's it all. It's all real. Um, I've only 
I've only I, had I, one I album. found the winner of the boys, um, by the way. Oh, it's who's, who's winning the fight of the, the many music boys? It's boys' own. Because, I mean, first uh, they're Irish, mm-hmm. and second they're a bit rough, aren't they, really, yeah. boys' own? And well, see, plus, I, they the are boys' own. <laughs> I'm um, gonna kick your ass. <laughs> That's since she's it. So, so Boys Own are the winner of the Ultimate Music Boys t- 2017. Yeah. Well, see, we'll I'm see still you all gonna, again for the I'm, brawl I'm, next year. I'm still gonna contest this because I think if you let, I think if you let Backstreet the Backstreet Boys compete, if you knock them out, they just get back up again because Backstreet's back. All right. All right. Well, yeah. I'll have a word with Boy about it, but. I, I, I realise that doesn't actually let you know who I'm talking about. Uh, George, I'll have a word, but I don't think he's going to be happy. So... Okay, we'll see. We'll see if we can if, if they've got to be vetoed or not, but I think they'd be a strong contender for Unkillable Boy Band. All right, well, well, I'm, I'm going to just quietly revel in the fact that I did a yeah, yeah backing to Gav's earlier reference of that particular uh, music track, and it went completely unnoticed, and I think maybe 5% of the audience will realise I did it. And that's not big enough for me, so I'm going to point it out uh, and also encourage anybody who didn't pick up on it to go back and listen. Uh, let's talk about some video games. What do we want to talk about first this week? Gavin, do you... Fuck you, the rain. You, you're not a fan of the rain in Zelda. Fuck the rain. <laughs> you, you've, you've played, what, like 30 hours of it this week or so. This is... Yeah. You, you've uh, clearly not hated it enough to stop playing it, but the yeah. rain is not your friend. There has never been a mechanic in the game that's made me as consistently miserable as the rain and climbing in this game. <laughs> Probably yeah. because it's a game that I like and I want to keep playing, but now, the game I mean, just just keeps I've, ruining it. <laughs> I've said it's a game of dick moves, and and yeah. I think the rain is the dickest move, and yeah, definitely. And, and it's amplified when people go, well, just go to an inn and wait for it to start raining. And I'm like, I'm halfway up this mountain. I was yeah. halfway up when I'm, it started fucking, fucking raining. I'm fucking miles from the nearest yeah. inn and the nearest fast travel point. Oh, well, just look at the weather thing in the corner. It'll tell you when it's raining, right? First of all, I'm not looking in there constantly and checking if it's raining. If I'm at the mountain, I want to climb the mountain, not look for somewhere to fucking sleep. Second of all, I've had that fucker rain when it told me it was going to be sunny. And I'm sure now, one of you arseholes listening, one of you fuckers is compelled to write, well, that's just such a genius move on Nintendo's part. Because sometimes the weather forecasts are wrong. It's a fucking video game! I wanna climb a fucking mountain! The weather weather changes by region as far as I know, so that's why I'm I'm not gonna be that fucker. What I'm gonna say is, the rain wasn't as big of an issue for me as it was for either of you. And by the way, I, it's far from my only issue. <laughs> no, 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 I'm aware. We've we've talked a bit this week. I'm aware you've got some problems. Um, there is a thing that you can get in this game that I do not want to spoil that I found, like, if it started raining, I used this thing and it got me up the mountain in spite of the rain. And that is a thing that might be a big factor in my lack of irritation with the rain. But I don't want to spoil what the thing was that got me up mountains in the rain. I I found that to be wallpapering over a very big crack. It it was, and I've heard people claim that like the reason it's there is because of realism, and I'm like, 
Uh, I don't really bombers. accept that because when he's scaling a wall with his bare hands, yeah, he's like he's Spider-Man. Realism's clearly already gone out the I'm, window there. I'm not I think realism di- went out the window the moment you picked up your first fucking fairy. I'm, and if I'm, I didn't have to do 40, <laughs> 40 fucking shrines to get my stamina up to a point I'm, where it's acceptable. I'm not going to defend the rain as a mechanic, but it didn't irritate me as much as either of you. I think and that's it was fair a, enough. I think, not... it was, I think it was a foolish decision to put it in, but it's something that I found solutions around very quickly, and as such, it's stopped bothering me very fast. Yeah, well, again, I think we've, we're at that point where we're adults and realise that we have a disagreement about something in a video and we can, game. And we can still be friends. And that's fine. It really... <laughs> It, I mean, I'm ready to move on with the day. So, Gav, tell us more about your, <laughs> the other your up and down, your yo-yo you experiences <laughs> the, with Breath of the, the Wild. The stuff I love about it is the same stuff everyone loves. I love that, right. like, every time you see something that looks odd or different, it's a thing that you can find. Not too yes. crazy about how 100% of the time it's a seed or a shrine. <laughs> but at least it's something. But you at know? least like, it's I there. Some, uh, and it makes, the, games... it makes the exploration its own reward in a way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've played some games where like there are pathways that look like they should be going somewhere and, and, and just fucking don't. Mm. Yeah. Uh, which sounds like I'm about to throw shade at a game um, when I really just mean I have played many games, especially open world games, that do that. Yeah. However, if I were to use it to throw shade at a game, I mean, ukulele is just sitting there. So uh, we'll we'll get to ukulele. <laughs> so so I'm just saying. But back to the Zeldas. Yeah. The there's another thing that I I actually like wrote down things that drive me mad in this game because I was raging so hard at oh, times. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the worst inventories I've ever used because there's so many tabs that you have mm. to flick from left to right all the time. Going through the materials tabs given, back and forth. Could they not have given just one layer down as well as left and right? It would yeah. have made it so much quicker to get through all those endless fucking materials and God mm-hmm. knows what you're collecting for your cooking and and the armor upgrading. Jesus, what a monumental pain in the <laughs> arse. Like seriously, collect fucking four you need to collect forty five amber to upgrade a certain armor. It's like what? Come on, really? See that I don't I, I guess this is where I'm, I'm actually going to be the odd one to step in for Zelda there, because like, I was having Amber falling out my fucking arsehole. Like, yeah, I, that's Amber I couldn't get rid everywhere. of the stuff fast enough. That was, Amber was vendor trash to me. Yeah. So I, I would... I'm, I'm going to be controversial. Um, I didn't have a problem with um, the inventory system in Breath of the Wild, but what, did Laura, you did let's have just, problems. Let's just get this out of the way. Well, you didn't have a problem with anything. In the I game. had some problems. I had some problems with that. I don't think it's a oh, well, Why did you give it a 10 means. out of 10 then? Because you can only give 10 out of 10 to perfect games, Laura. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> what my point I was going to make is, you know what game... Like, when you were describing your issues with the inventory system, I get that annoyed about Fallout 4's inventory system. That game's inventory <laughs> system annoys me. I thought me. you were going to say you get annoyed about Fallout, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Fallout 4's um, I, I inventory get is, is a clusterfuck. Yeah, at least, like, if I was going to compare, say, Fallout 4 and Breath of the Wild... At I least like Fallout that... 4 is on PC, though, and you can mod it. Yeah, but, you know, if you play... Like, there are console versions of that game that you can't speaking, mod the inventory system Speaking of in. benefits of PC, why in the name of fuck can I not back up my save file in Zelda? I that don't fucking know. Ass- 
That defeats what? the purpose of having it mobile. Because if, if I drop my my switch in a puddle, of which there are a lot in Ireland, it rains almost as much as in Hyrule here. Then I lose my my thirty hours of progress. Yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um. That's it's Nintendo. That yeah. is Nintendo, and that it, is it a is, problem. It's funny. That was funny because because uh, Gavin, you're not like the world's biggest, um, I guess, follower of Nintendo stuff. Um, no. But, and, but and so Zelda's that's funny one, because you're, Zelda's always been one of my favorite series. Sure, sure, I get it. But but it's just it, it struck me how little you know Nintendo that you're yeah. talking about a problem that well, like you're talking about a feature that Nintendo is like still a decade away from from even caring about or realizing is a thing. There are so yeah. many other convenient things you are used to as a predominant PC gamer <laughs> that Nintendo needs to get done first before it can even begin to conceive even, of the idea of some sort of backup save. Even on the, the other consoles, you can back up your stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah that's what I mean. Why, like, Nintendo why, still needs to do, do a lot of what they're doing first. <laughs> that one save file thing is... Um, it's, it's particularly annoying for me because I wanted to record uh, footage for whatever reason and I couldn't... My PC's away this week so I haven't yeah. been able to do anything with cutscenes because I have to wait. <laughs> yeah, well, that, I want to know why the screenshot library on the Switch is such a fucking mess. Like the the PS4, if I if I capture like screenshots on the PS4, it goes in a folder called PS4, and then in there is a folder like screenshots and video. Click on screenshots, then click on the game name, and all your fucking screenshots are in there. When and I transfer files, you don't files, need that when you only have one game. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, no, here's the thing: they still manage to fuck it up because I um put the, the screenshots from the Switch onto the SD card for my Zelda review, popped it into the computer. What do I see? A folder that's just letters and numbers with more folders that are just letters and numbers, which I think they've organised by, like, day. So it's got each day's screenshots in different folders, and there's no real... It's just a fucking... What, Nintendo, why can't you do the most simple things right? Why can't I just... Why don't you just put a folder with the game name and the pictures of the game in the folder with the game name? And why can't you just let me climb a mountain, you so, son of a I'm, bitch? I, I was just going to say quickly, on Gavin's thing of like n- not being able to do cutscene stuff because of wanting to capture footage, there is at least the benefit of this one that, because it's non-linear, that particular set of cutscenes that you were trying to avoid, Gav... You could always just start a new, like, create a new uh, profile, start up the game under a new profile, and just run yeah, straight could, for that place to catch those cutscenes. That's probably what I'm going to end up doing, to be mm. honest. But why should I? Ha- why can't? Why would they just not? I mean, it, it, nearly every mm. open world game I can think of gives you at least two or three different saves. Some of yeah. us stopped asking these questions a long, long ass time ago. Yeah. <laughs> when when, when anyway. it comes to anything Nintendo does, just because the, Nintendo said so. The weapons shit has got slightly less frustrating since I found a certain area in the north. Yeah. In a forest, mm. Mm. that was that was the greatest moment of my entire Zelda experience so far. Was finding that little forest and being able to expand my inventory. <laughs> yeah, because, but like, because again, here's another dick move. When you first meet the person who lets you do it, they let you do it like three times and then they fuck off. Oh, that, that's and a classic I, Nintendo I had a hundred seeds. 
on me and I couldn't spend them <laughs> and I was so pissed off and I spent I wow. bought like two shield upgrades not knowing it was going to be limited so then I couldn't upgrade the weapons once yeah. like I, I realise they're trying to lead you to that area but yeah. there are better ways to do it than holding to ransom something that integral to I yeah. feel making the game much better Mm. And much yeah. less of a pain in the Th- fucking eye. That's what I say. If you're if you're starting Zelda, um, the first thing you should do is go straight to the north to the forest. That's all I'm going to say. Well, what I'll say for th- at least that character stays put once you find them in that second place. Yeah. Um, but like, it's just such a Nintendo move to just limit yeah. things. Like, like I remember when I was playing Hyrule Warriors and I finally decided to try out the amiibo shit, and it's like. I, I did it like I, I, I don't let I can't remember how many times I let you do it, but you can only scan amiibos a certain amount of time a day, and it's like, well, what if you've got twenty of these fucking hunks of useless plastic? And 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 but that's a game that's like, oh no, you can only do it. like arbitrary limits on things. I mean, this goes right up to the scale of what they they proposed with the the, the paid Switch service with the mm. virtual con- the rent one game a month bullshit. Always with these pointless limits. What's mm. wrong with so, them? On on the positives, you did in it like Gavin, you were saying you enjoyed the game a lot more once you got off the, the starting area. Yeah, like, once you get out in, into the yeah. into the world, it, it became like a really joyous experience for a while. Yeah, there, there was just a, there's so there, many it's just so hard because there's so many t- small things. There's no one massive like glaring broken thing in the game but there's so many little niggling annoyances that there are times where i've literally just had my head in the hands going fuck this game like i i i'm i've never felt since since grand theft auto 4 i have not felt this outside of the zeitgeist with the the reviews (laughs) you know (laughs) there was there was a beautiful period where you'd just gotten off the plateau and we were having conversations back and forth where you were like oh, I just found this thing, and I found this, and I found this, and yeah. there was a moment where I think you were seeing it. The, like, this is what everyone's seeing, yeah. and then those things started to annoy you. And yeah. I can't blame... I, I, like, I've said this again, uh, again and again, and people... I keep getting criticised when I say this on the podcast because it's uh, people are telling me that it's me not ba- standing behind my views or something, and I'm like, no, it, it's just a case of... I can objectively see the problems with with this game. Doesn't change the fact that, like, for me, it got me to love a genre that I usually don't love. Yeah, it's an argument I've made with games before. There have been plenty of games that I've loved, but I can see how the criticisms of them are completely valid from a certain perspective. See, this is what happens when you don't live in a fucking bubble. (laughs) This is what happens when you respect other people's review scores. Oh, But I read in some reviews that the the side quests are really interesting. They're not your usual stuff. In the first couple of villages I went to, I'd say 80% of the quests were collect 10 crickets. (laughs) Collect 10 from from critics. There was a lot of that. There was a lot of... There was one where I had to collect 55 mushrooms for a dude. (laughs) Yeah, there's um, there's, there is a whole side quest that's gated collect 55 by mushrooms. Mm. That's the worst kind of bullshit it's, filler side this, quest. This is the kind of thing that's really interesting about having such a non-linear experience for different people. Is that I think yeah. a lot of that experience depends on what did you prioritize as a player, where did you go, and what order did you see things in? Because it's yeah. entirely possible 
that someone playing that game might go from like by luck and coincidence and the way they went through that game hit yeah. interesting unique side quest after interesting unique side quest yeah. and i did hit a couple like, by the way yeah there was one, just, there was one on on an island that i stumbled across that was just brilliant that was that was i don't know what? if you guys know which one i'm talking about it's like i went to explore an island that looked interesting on the horizon and when i got there there was an entire Oh yes, yes. Now, yeah, that I was remember really now. different to the rest of the game, and I was like, "This is." I that think, was a genius. I think I know which moment. one you mean. Yeah, there's, yeah. um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of. I think it's tough to deny that there are a lot of times when that game is pleasantly surprising. Yeah. Even like, if there I'm, are frustrating things that are bigger issues for some people than others. The story missions are fun so far as well. Like, I have not got very far at all, like I said, because my PC's away and I can't capture anything. But I've gotten to the um, the watery people. What are they called? The, the Zoras. Zoras. Yeah. And uh, I did save and play the first bit of the set piece before the first Divine Beast, and that was really cool. So I'm looking forward mm. to doing more of the Divine Beast stuff. Yeah, the, the set pieces before the Divine Beasts are all, I think, really, really kind of mm. cool. And yeah. interesting, and they're all, fun. The, all the all the stuff, all the stuff before the divine beast. Yeah, <laughs> I I personally enjoy the. I'm not going to talk about the mechanic that a lot of the divine beast dungeons share, but I enjoyed that mechanic. The yeah. bullshit that they all repeat. You mean? Uh, this this is where <laughs> I'm we being deliberately. I'm being childish there. Also, that was on purpose, listeners as well. That I was being deliberately yeah. childish and infantile. This, I I'm sorry for my graceless <laughs> behaviour. This is also something I can't believe wasn't mentioned in the in a lot of reviews I read. The story is abysmal. I the voice acting is amateur tier, and that's the being voice generous. Acting, the voice acting for me was I didn't mind the American voices. Anyone with a British accent it's why I don't get like the fascination with Sidon. Like I get why people would want to have the whole, you know, Prince Sidon is sexy kind of thing going on. Mm. But it's ruined with the voice acting because I don't think he has the personality that was originally intended for him. He yeah. doesn't have that posturing kind of kind of you know, macho, grinning, bearing bicep kind of voice. It, it, it just has... Like, all the English voice actors sound fucking soppy. They yeah, all sound Zelda's like soppy fo- fucking... Zelda's Zelda goddamn sounds like awful. she's half asleep. Yeah, wet blanket. Dreadful. Um, is, the Americans, though, I don't mind. Like, like, this is where the I Gerudo really, and the Rito. And... This is where I feel really bad. I actually quite liked Princess Sora's voice acting. <laughs> Don't judge mm. me too harshly, world. Zora I've seen or, the, a lo- or Zelda? Zelda. Did I say did I say Zora? Princess Zelda. I quite like because the Zora I, princess's voice yeah. acting is abysmal. I'm just as well. like like every every I, like half an hour. Link, Link. The I, blood moon rises. I <laughs> didn't. I didn't have a problem with the voice acting, and I see so many people that did. Oh and my I'm God, like, that I'm fucking I'm s- blood moon. <laughs> It's a terrible night to have a curse. It really is. I heard. Why did they do that again? Someone had just defeated a boss and had no weapons left, and then the blood moon happened. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I tell you what, though, weapons durability not a problem at all. It forces you to find other options, like being unable to fight a boss that had just spawned. Do you know what it does? Because Link can't swing a fucking punch. 
It's that I never use my good shit ever. It just I hoard it all and I put it on the wall in I my did house the same and thing. I just keep it at the to, top of my inventory and so never too awesome to use. I I thema- like I'm going to talk about something I did that felt quite fun thematically. You know, can, Laura, can I just quickly before? Okay, sure. What, yeah. Because I have found now I found this thunder sword that's lasted me like ages. Yeah. I wish there was just some way to tell which ones are how far broken they are. If that was if that was in the game, I actually wouldn't mind the system half as much. If there was like a bar to show you how much of your weapon is gone, that is a fair criticism. Um, yeah. In terms of the somewhat unique items you can get by doing some of the story stuff, I put some of those in my house on the wall, and then when I was going to go do the final fight, I went and collected all of them, and I felt like it was quite a fun thematic thing to be like, right. Here's all of the things from all of the story areas. Let's go use those to take down the final boss. That's yeah. a thing I quite liked doing. Outside yeah. of those, I was just like, yeah, if I've got it, why not use it? So I feel yeah. it's very weird being the person that gave the critically... like the I My opinion on the game seems to be similar to most of the critical consensus... But yeah. I'm the minority on the podcast, which puts me in a very weird position yeah, it is. Well, it, this when is trying what to defend my side. I felt, no, but Laura, I felt the same way when GTA 4 um, was getting all those, like, it's what's that got, like 98 on Metacritic, that game? And that yeah. game was so fucking flawed out the ass I, in so many ways. You're I the one can, who did three fucking songs for it. I can see no, why I, people I, loved... I'm, I'm talking oh. about GTA 4. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had, that was such a great put down, but then I just kind of shot myself in the in the foot in the put <laughs> down. I, I, really. no, I, I adored um, GTA Five. GTA Four fixed, was was a fixed like was every one of my, problem I had in, with Four. Sorry, I sorry. think we wires crossed again. I was just going to say GTA Four was one of my first um, big controversial reviews. Oh yeah, because um, I gave it an well, my first like proper ridiculous one as well, because I gave it an eight out of ten on <gasps> and people flipped their shit because at the time it was getting all those tens. Um, IGN, I think, was the one that had compared it to like Oscar-winning movies or something. Like uh, this deserves to be up there yeah. with the Godfather. Like all the hyperbole four, that came out about it. Four is the one with Nico Bellic, isn't it? Yes, yes. yeah, and it is. I, a, I think it's a great game, but. Yeah, I was pilloried at the time, and most people nowadays mm. fully... And it happens with most of the games I review, that, and many of the games I think that I'm pilloried for at the moment will <laughs> be looked upon, you know, years from now, yeah. and people go, you know what, really not that great, not really a hill to die on. Yeah, yeah. Four or, is... or great, but just way more flawed yeah. than, than is being brought attention to. Four is the one that, like, I can see why people love it and why people scored it as highly as they did. I can't stand GTA 4. It it was just mind-numbingly dull to me. Mm-hmm. And, I can, I can yeah. see why it would be to some. It was a... Especially people who had um, just come off the back of, you know, Vice City and San Andreas... To go mm. to something like that, which was clearly their attempt to be much more serious and, you know, mm. look at us as a mature storytelling company and everything. And it just kind of didn't really... But it, it, it made often made the satire in that game come off as creepy and weird. Mm. It, to, apart from the tone, just mechanically, though, that game was such a clumsy shooter. And a game which has mechanics that random and clumsy... 
has no excuse to have missions that can go up to 40 minutes long and mm-hmm. involve you driving all the way across the city as part of it, listening to dialogue, and then no checkpoint. You have to start yeah. the entire mission again. That, that was, yeah, <laughs> like, if, if GTA fuck? Five did one thing right for the series... It's checkpoints. Um, and, and, you know, I love GTA Five. Uh, don't get me wrong, but if there is one thing it did right for the series above all else it was like putting in a few more fucking checkpoints yeah. so that a mission is not a uh, you know completed in one go or your fucked situation every, every mechanical issue i hated in four got fixed in five which was great hence why well, i did for me yeah. all except helicopters which oh, there yeah. are still so <laughs> few games so few open world games where i can land a helicopter and i'm beginning to think it might be me, yeah. but the ones in in GTA Five, like they especially felt bad to control, and far too many missions involved them. So yeah. many missions involving like long plane rides or helicopter rides. That's the one, very floaty, one thing I'd love they? to have seen changed. Yes, yes. I I don't like helicopters in games in general, um, which is weird because the way they should control you, they feel like they'd be more maneuverable. And easier to get to grips with in a third-person game than like a plane or something. But for some mm. reason, so many developers make them, f- they as were you coo- say, floaty, unwieldy to control. Like they horrible. were cool as shit in uh, Far Cry Four. Remember, you had those little t- mini helicopters you could fly around the world in. Oh God, vaguely, yeah. It's been uh, a grip since I played Far Cry Four. They were awesome. Um, I was trying to remember that because most Far Cries bleed into my brain now as one thing. So yeah. I was just trying to remember which one it was. Maybe it was three. It, no, I'm almost sure it was in four. It could be either one at this point. Anyway. So, yeah. I can only differentiate I, the one with the, the cavemen in it. <laughs> primal, yeah. yeah I, 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 like I should primal, make clear to the audience... Um, because I've been pointing out so many flaws, it doesn't mean I hate the game. I do really like it, but it just baffles me that I... Because I went reading some of the reviews after playing it for a while, and I just couldn't believe that people weren't as frustrated with these issues as I was. So I'm thinking maybe it's me who's the problem here, you know? <laughs> uh, no. I, 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 I never think like that. So you shouldn't. Fuck it. Fuck it and fuck them. Or may, not, uh, not maybe I'm the problem, but maybe I'm just... I am much more annoyed by these things than, than most people. Oh, I mm. think... Yeah, especially when it comes to Nintendo games. I seem to be a lot more annoyed by things that... Yeah. That people are also normally annoyed by in other video games, but aren't. But it is, it is beautiful and charming. And, I mean, I've poured, like, 30-plus hours in, and I've no plans to stop. So, you know... Yeah. It's I, got that going for it. It's, I, it's for me. I, I I'd say it's a four out of five. I thought you were gonna say four out of ten for a second. I was like, don't no, don't no, no, paint no. that target on your back, Captain. That no. is not yeah, a target you, you want on you. Um, it's, a, it's a solid four out of five. Yeah. This, I think this has been a week for those of us on the show, um, having lower than the critical consensus opinions on some games because both. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Jim uh, were on the low end of review scores for a game, and also so was I, kind of, with a very high score that was still considered low. It's been yeah, a weird was, week was, for that. 
I was heading on a plane when that one happened. Uh, um, I was I was just like, see ya on that one, because that one was... Uh, should, should yeah, we talk about that one? Laura, do you like that one? <laughs> so, yeah. So, Laura gave an 8.5 to Persona 5. Yeah, and that, that game, it's, it's great. I gave it an 8.5. That is a great game. It's, 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 you know, it's not doing anything particularly revolutionary, but it's well presented, and yeah, it's a great game. Yeah, like, I tried to explain this to people on Twitter before I, you know, took off um, <laughs> to go to Seattle and talk to Valve. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it's... Like, like a lot of people are like, well, you didn't list enough flaws for it to be an 8 point. But but, but that subscribes to what I believe is, is just a ridiculous myth that all games automatically get a 10 just for existing. Yeah, like, until they get, a 10 they get something trophy. wrong. And here's yeah, then a, here's a better question. Laura... What the what could the game have added or changed or done to elevate it higher for you? Well, uh, because it, it got an eight point five out of ten purely because it wasn't on the Switch, and obviously that's why I gave it an eight point five out of ten because I'm I'm a big old Nintendo fan. Um, for anyone who's unaware, that was one big criticism I had. Okay, so here's the the, the explanation of that criticism, just to flesh it out again for everyone. Um, Every Persona game I have ever played, I played on a handheld, primarily all of them on the Vita. Uh, the Vita is where I played Persona 4, Persona 3, probably Persona 2, I think, was on the Vita as well. And Persona games, they are a great fit for handheld systems, because while I love the writing and the pacing of their social elements, they are pretty glacially slow. And that's great in certain settings. It is fantastic to be able to sit and read through and micromanage these social elements on a handheld system where you're not taking up the TV, you're not, you know, monopolizing that space and having to sit down for a dedicated gaming session to do it. But when you are locked to a console, which for me, Persona 5 was the first time I played a Persona game where I didn't have the option of playing it on a handheld, those issues with the pacing of the narrative felt more obvious they felt here's more the other thing, forefront though. you know here's the thing you shouldn't have to extrapolate on that criticism because I... <laughs> the mistake people are making is they noticed you listed that criticism in your review yeah and that you didn't really say anything else critical and therefore they think that you docked i docked like, 1. however many points, points out yeah. of 10 for that no it's for that just... like they like to, yeah. you shouldn't justify an eight, rev- like an eight scoring review that doesn't have much critical to say. No, you can have nothing bad to say about a game and still have it just not be special yeah, the, or unique or the, interesting enough to, you, to be a yeah. nine or yeah. ten. The point yeah. I've it's got to be special. Yeah, the point I've made on Twitter is just like it is incredibly polished at being Persona. Its visual style is fantastic, but I didn't really have anything else unique or new or exciting or special to praise about it yeah, it from, was just from what? it was the same thing they've done before um they made the dungeons more like they're, they're specifically crafted dungeons but every other rpg has specifically cra- uh, crafted dungeons anyway so i didn't see why that would be like oh persona 5 caught up with the times there that's a positive it's not a thing i should necessarily pl- praise them through the roof for and it was yeah. just, yeah, that was a really great JRPG. 
that didn't really do anything particularly new. I kind of knew where it was going because it's a Persona game. The pacing was the same as the previous ones. The, you know, the story beats were very similarly paced. It was another Persona game, and it was great. 8.5 out of 10, that's a great game. Yeah, I might I like like have to update something on the re- the the review score guide to be more explicit about. Not that anyone reads it, but at least then I can yeah. say like I've done my part uh, because this this reading into reviews has all of them starting at ten and being whittled oh, down God. by any criticism that surfaces in the review is fucking ludicrous. Yeah, and 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 you really need to stop fucking thinking like that. Uh, because it, I it don't forces think you as a reviewer to start being more nitpicky. Oh, yeah. yeah, I, I don't think that's be. entirely the the audience's fault. I think that's the fault of how high the average scores have gotten in 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 the media. Well, I mean, there's that as well. I mean, it becomes a chicken egg situation because you're not sure like what came first the the hype from the crowd, the hype from the uh, review people, or you know the publishers as well having an influence on stuff. Um, it it, it it all feeds into each other, and, and everyone holds a piece of the blame for that. Um, like that, just the whole fucking review score thing is a yeah. shit show. Well, like, uh, and 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 then people are going to say, yeah. "Well, why do you still use them?" Uh, because I'm not going to stop using something I like using because everybody else is like r- wiping their asses with it. I'm not wiping my ass with mine, so don't come over to my yeah. place and wipe your shitty asses so, all over my nice as, rug. As as a bit commenters, of, as a bit of background for when I do reviews for Jim, like I'll suggest what score I'm thinking at the end of my review, and if me and Jim ever, like if Jim reads the review and goes, okay, to me that didn't read the way that you've scored it, we'll talk that out, and that's a thing that we do. We're like. This is what I'm thinking score-wise. Do we both agree on that? Does that fit with the text? And does it fit with the tone of how I've written about the game? And yeah, we agree and on it. I should point out that, that I serve only advisory in that. Yeah. Like, ultimately, final score would go to whoever yeah. I, I freelanced it out to, whether no, I agree it, or not. It's not, not like it. you're coming in and vetoing a score, but like it's it's also not like I'm barging into into the site and being like, this is what it's being scored, no room for discussion. It's, yeah, so, so it's, basically it's a, what you're you know, saying is 8.5 worst game ever. No, it's, what, what we're saying is, like, I, I... And here's the thing. I had nothing to say about that score. I read the review. Yeah, I saw like, the score, and it looked fair enough to me. She's saying it's a great game. She's, you know, she's not pointed out anything truly exceptional about it. It's not a gushing review. It's a very positive review. It's, 8.5 seems perfectly it's a, fucking it's, fine. It's a very good, polished example of a, of a series... It's a shame that it's not portable. That's, you know, a thing that other entries had, but whatever. Here's a score. Says it's great. And basically because, like, the average score, I think, on Metacritic at the time was a 97 when Embargo lifted, I was only, like, 8.5 was not that low below the curve. I was the lowest review on Metacritic, but, like, at a you nine, were the one who got the blame. Yeah, like at a nine, which is only half a point up, there were like four or five major sites. So it's just because I was the one outlier that went half a point below them that nope, bye. Jim and, yeah, this is, Jim and, and Laura, this is the new. SJW clickbait um, cabal. Am, am I going to? Am I going to? Um, to negatively, am I going to reduce the score of every game from now on if it's not on a handheld? That was well, the one question... that made me laugh. <laughs> My uh. question here is: like, Is this the new thing? Because I follow, 
obviously with it being my job, I get embroiled in a lot of... And I get interested in other sites' review controversies as well. Like, it's a ludicrous thing, but it, it unfortunately is part of the job, so I, I keep keep abreast of what people are throwing shit around the room about. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a new one to me this year, of Metacritic scores dropping by a single decimal point. Oh. That's a brand new one to me. I've never seen that. Like I've heard, I've had broad strokes worries about the Metacritic score going down and all this kind of shit. But this new thing, like starting with Zelda and now with Persona, yeah, that's that's the behaviour of someone well, the, who would eventually write the shit that John Doe hmm. wrote in Seven in that creepy the, apartment. The 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 difference I think this year is that previously people complaining about the review scores dropping did so under the guise of well you're you're hurting the the developer's chance of getting their bonuses because you're downvoting the game or whatever but yeah, i but don't that's see still how not the critics fault no that's not the critics yeah, fault no, that's not, the not my job to worry about Put, putting a, yeah putting aside the obvious thing that that's not the reviewer's job to get the developer a bonus dropping from a 98 to a 97 on metacritic is not going to in any way impact a developer's chances of getting a bonus no. because they still got in the 90s any publisher out there's going to be like yeah you they're did fantastic for broad strokes yeah. yeah of course what they're all really pissed off about is they're all competing for game of the year they all want to be the best scoring game this year or mm. the best scoring game of all time and what what privileged luck and joy one must have in life where your big issue, the thing you're dedicating hours, and some of them have been dedicating hours to it, where your big fight is whether or not your favourite game is counted among a year in which some of the best games of all time oh my, are happening. Yeah, this year is And amazing. you're finding this thing to be miserable about. What can I have your... Because I think I've got a pretty good life. You know, uh, I've got a, a job that I adore doing, uh, and, I, and you know, I'm fortunate enough to to make a really good wage doing it. But can I have the life of someone <laughs> who's that low stakes? Who or, or the free time. in 2017 in the year? And I'm not doing a current year argument for all you fucking right wingers who are about to throw fucking tantrums, right? For for the this year specifically, 2017, where. So, where we've had a run of Neo, Nier Automata, Breath of the Wild, Persona 5, uh, and uh, Horizon, and all the other fucking ones, Yakuza 0, and, and all the other ones I'm missing out there. In that year... Resident Evil 7. Yeah. Resident Evil 7! This, this in is... that year, where you are finding this uh. thing to be pissed off about, and competing over having the best game of all time in a year full of games that could... Like understandably make the cut in a best game mm. of all time. Just because this year is so stuffed with like actual good shit, you're unhappy. I you know, wish I had that this, life, friend. I wish. Not not exactly the same topic, but it is something that makes me a little bit sad. Is that um, this has been so far an incredible year, in my opinion, for games. Like so much good stuff and. When I say that on Twitter, I get so much negativity in response. And I'm like, am I imagining things? Is is it not a great year? Because I've played more games this year that I love than I have in like the last two, three years. I mean, I'm I'm inclined to agree. Like, I've I've been doing the the Jimquisition Awards for uh, several years now, uh, and 
this has been the first time doing them, because I think about them every time I review a game. I think about what I'm going to remember for the end of the year. And this is the first year where I really have been already, uh, and, and I'd, I'd been thinking this in February. It was already February, and I was thinking, I might have to expand the list mm. um, of, of winners or change the awards to accommodate more games. That was in February, and that problem has grown yeah. since then. So we... I'm inclined to agree. This year has been it's got some pretty really fantastic. Good we... for, for like, Her- Horizon, Horizon is still head and shoulders for me above the rest, but I'm excited to see what else is coming yeah. out this the, year. The thing that stands out to me is where maybe we're less than... We're, we're probably about 100 days into the year where, like a little over a quarter of the way into the year and the worst of the AAA games to come out so far probably like the worst of the big budget AAA known name games was like a 7 out of 10 for Mass Effect like the yeah. fact that Mass Effect is probably the worst of the big AAA games to come out so far this year says a lot because it's like we've had a bloody good year so far yeah, and, and like, even then, like and, most and, of the people who are disappointed by Andromeda are still saying it's all yeah, right. Yeah, it's still yeah, it's yeah. still an okay game. I, I, I like still that do, game. I'm I, enjoying it. you know, I I have big old issues with it, but I still had fun with it. You you mentioned Laura that they've patched out the uh, the oh, planet loading screen. Yeah, there's, thank there's, God. Oh, there's a few things they've patched with Andromeda this week, but the, uh, probably the most hilarious one is the going from planet to planet that used to have a load. There's no load there anymore. That's being removed because it was never a loading screen. They've not clarified why it was there, this arbitrary weight between planets that made you... That sounds like something This Nintendo isn't in the scanner, yeah. is this? I, this the, is when you land on a planet. I believe so. It's, it's the yeah. going from planet to planet, the sort of like what appeared to be a loading screen as you flew so, between them. Apparently, if I'm in, yeah. If, if I'm in one... Because, again, I don't have my PC, so I'm trying to find out. If I'm in one system... And I want to go to another planet in another system and land there. Can I just click on the goddamn planet and I, land there? I'm or not do I have one... to do the whole flying out and going through okay. the black hole space or whatever it is? I'm, I'm not 100% certain, but I believe that is now the case. Okay, cool. Um, the other thing they're editing is that whole um, the trans character that just goes and tells you their dead name out of nowhere for no reason when you've only just met them. Uh, they're going back and revising that dialogue because, big surprise... That that was a stupid thing that didn't need to be there and probably could have been fixed yeah. before launch. So no, I mean, now no, she, like now said, she like gives e- Ryder a can of Pepsi instead. Oh god! <laughs> uh, did did uh, did Shepard ever try that? Just give the Reapers a can of Pepsi and they'll stop their onslaught. <laughs> it would have been Maybe a better ending than what we got. <laughs> Oh god! That, uh, yeah. that that ad is literally the only thing worse than the Mass Effect three ending. Uh, for anyone that didn't see, there is an advert in which a uh, some protesters are being encroached upon by police, and then the the one of them goes and gives a can of Pepsi to the police, and now there's no police brutality because and that's it. Like, she, like Pepsi healed the world. Yeah, they solved Pe- solved Pe- racism and and violence Pepsi against racism. Pro- protesters. <laughs> Pepsi, the cure for racism. Oh, God. Someone someone just get a funnel and ram it in Bannon's neck and shovel that shit in there. Uh, so do we do we want to talk about the ukulele reviews? Because uh, um, we, 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 so. like, we were down the bottom end gonna, on that as well. I was going to talk about the Valve thing, but I pretty much covered it all on the Jimquisition that I wanted to get out. Um, I will say that Seattle was lovely again. 
Uh, Seattle is always lovely, uh, and it was good to see Holly Green, who has uh, appeared on this podcast speaking, before. Speaking of um, Seattle, sorry, very yeah. quickly, Jim. Music facts. Today is the anniversary of the death of both um, Lane from Alice in Chains and Kurt Cobain. Well, well a, a, a cheery music fact from Gav there as yeah. well. Um, the, the two Seattle, big Seattle yeah. uh, cool dudes. Well, fuck. Uh, that, I mean, I was going to say I had a really lovely time, but that's in poor taste now. Um, there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I went to the Crab Pot where they, they're very literal about their names in Seattle. Uh, if you go to the Crab Pot, you'll get a pot of crab. Uh, and they will bring out a bottle, basically a metal bucket and dump the pile of it on the table. You get given no plates. You're given only a wooden hammer and you're told to get on with it. And that was good. That was fun. Um, went to the Museum of Pop Culture, uh, which was good, and I got got free ticket because the person recognised me and said that they liked my show, so they let me oh, in for free. Nice. So that cool. was nice. Seattle uh, pop culture or pop culture in general? Uh, pop culture in general, and they had some cool shit. I saw the, uh, I think it was the script for Alien, or one of the drafts for Alien. Um, I saw the saw from Saw. Oh, I get to say that I see this. I, I I say that I saw the saw from Saw, uh, and I would have loved to have saw more from Saw, but they only had the saw from Saw for me to see uh, in Seattle, uh, and that was cool. I'm a big Saw fan, so I loved seeing that. They had a full size fucking xenomorph there, um, facehugger prop. They had some stuff from Hostel in the Eli Roth corner. They had, uh, I just like saying Eli Roth Corner. Uh, what else did they have? Um, a whole Star Trek exhibit. I saw some triples, yeah, no big deal. Uh, and yeah, loads, loads of cool stuff. There was like a fantasy section and a sci-fi section and a horror section. That was my best one because that had like all the stuff in it that had the alien and the, uh, and the, the, one of the demons from Constantine. The uh, Keanu Reeves film that I actually didn't think was that bad. Yeah, Pete Stormare does a really good Satan in it. One of my favourite on-screen Satans. Not as good as Viggo Mortensen from Prophecy, but uh, a pretty good Satan. Um, damn good, actually. Da- damn fine Satan. That's, that's damn, damn good damn representation of hell as well in that movie. Mm, mm, very much so, very much so. I've not actually seen the uh, the new series, though I hear it's quite good. What were we talking about? Seattle. Uh, Seattle, Seattle ukulele. Alison James. Yep, that's- Let's, uh, Alison Chains, let's, let's move on to ukulele. Uh, all the scores were oh, all... Sorry, I breathed in and then a little Bur- bit of burpy wind went in scores, my mouth. Scores were all over the fucking place for ukulele. Yes, oh. yes. Um, when I first talked to reviewers, um, not, I didn't talk to many. When, when I say talk to reviewers, when I first talked to Laura, <laughs> um, <laughs> it was basically Laura, uh, I thought, well, shit, like, like if Laura's seeing the exact same problems I'm seeing, this might be a pretty low-scoring thing. But then the more I thought about what's behind it, and, and then when that one leaked, the someone broke in button. Oh, the 8 out of 5. Yeah. That, that I find, I mean, again, I'm not going to argue with any review scores. I'm finding any of the ones above a, a, a 7 inconceivable, but... Fair play, you do you. Not going to argue with it. Uh, I cannot comprehend it. I've... Uh, just as evil cannot comprehend good. But I, you know, more power to you. I've seen. Um, I've seen some that I've understood where they came from, even if I vehemently disagreed. The most understandable 
argument I saw was from people who admit that they preferred Banjo-Tooie to the original Banjo-Kazooie. And that seems to be a weirdly common thread amongst people who liked ukulele is their preference for the sequel to the original banjo which i have never enjoyed and always thought was comparatively terrible right so like there's that and like going into like here's the things about banjo tui that i prefer to the original and why i'm enjoying those similar veins followed in ukulele but uh no both both me and jim were like three four hours in and we just facebooked each other and were like this is a big old steaming turd, right? <laughs> yeah, I needed to talk to someone. I needed to talk to someone about I, it. I was like, glad I wasn't alone in, in that, because, like, going in, I I was worried that, like, I hate this, and this is going to get, like, decent scores from big sites because it's ukulele. Like, I, I was worried I was going to be the only, like, sub-five review for it until I spoke yeah. to Jim. But it's it's run the gamut. There have been nines... There, there's been a two. I, I, I don't know which which site gave it a two, but they should be stripped from Metacritic and, I, and their reviewer credentials. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe the range is two to nine point five. Yeah, like that's that's quite a range. Now we've seen, I mean, I mean, I mean we've seen uh, review ranges like that before, but it's normally you know between outliers and things. But this is one where it's no, 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 no. The numbers between have been filled. Mm. Like, like. A lot of them have, anyway. Like this, this really has gone from. It, it's not just some extremists on either end. Um, it, it really is across the board, a wide range of reactions to this, which is a rare thing you see these days. Um, you know, normally you'll have someone. You know, normally it's fucking me, uh, who's some sort of outlier who's on a more extreme thing. Mm. Um, but this time, it, it really was just everywhere and. Uh. There's a lot of people who, let's face it, haven't played it, have been talking about how, you know, this is... It, it, only if you uh, loved Banjo-Kazooie uh, and could pick it up and play it today and not feel like it's aged a day. Um, they're the only people who will, A, appreciate this, and B, B should be allowed to review it. Uh, whereas the rest of us kind of acknowledge that years after 1998 happened... And some of you are going to be shocked to find out what happens uh, in some of those years, folks, since Banjo-Kazooie came out, right? <laughs> oh, sorry. Michael Jackson's dead, <gasps> okay? Like, like, brace yourselves, uh, uh, ukulele fans. Um, but facetiousness aside, no. No. They, 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 it, okay, that's fine. If you can pick up and play uh, an old Rare game from mm-hmm. the 90s and not feel like it could be improved in any way, you will love this game. I, you will adore this game well, and more I, power to I wouldn't you say that. I would say if you loved those games in the day and you feel like they haven't aged today and you could still go play another one that feels like it was made in that year with no improvements, but also some drawbacks, because this is not, oh, this is yes, not as well yes. designed as Banjo-Kazooie. You've got to go into this being like... I enjoyed Banjo-Kazooie back in the day. I would still enjoy playing that for the first time today. And I'm okay with worse level design and worse design overall. No, that is true. Yeah, they do do things... Um, I mean, that, that's one of the things of just talking off the cuff is... Mm. Yeah, you, there is a, still a good chance you may not pick it up and love it because it does do... Thing, and this is, again, something people keep like 
conveniently forgetting to mention when they talk about my review and, and want to pick up on the things I criticise. They conveniently forget the bit where I say that, no, 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 it's not just that it's um, not evolved since then. In some ways, it's taken steps back. Like, this is worse signposting than I've seen in those old games. This is worse level design. This is oh. more wasting of the player's time than I've seen in, in games from yeah. back in the there day. There was that bit know? where I got stuck for, like, two hours trying to find the next world in the game because it was really not well signposted where it was. That hub world is dreadful. Oh, That's one of the worst hub worlds I've ever... It's like... They tried to make it almost Metroidvania-ish, yeah. the bits you can only get to with powers and shortcuts to get to the earlier levels. But they don't. It's such a. It's, it's like a horse designed by committee. It's one of mm. those situations where it. It just feels like they threw a bunch of Lego together in a bucket with spunk, tipped it upside down like you're at the crab pot, and said, "There's your yeah. hub." And world. there's stuff like uh, Banjo Kazooie. Let's say you tried to go get a jigsaw piece and you didn't have the power-ups or tools with which to get it. A little mole would pop up out of the ground and be like, hey, you don't have the stuff to do this. Don't worry about it. Come back to this puzzle later. You don't have the tools to do it. Here, the game does not signpost that. It's like, I feel like I should be able to do this. I'm super close to being able to do this. Why can't I do this? Oh, I needed an ability and that wasn't clear. Um, also, yeah, it, like some of that oh. shit. Like there, there's one area where I didn't realize that the world needed expansion before I could go any further. But I wasn't told that until I'd navigated this really annoying fucking series of ramps uh, with jumps that require the rolling move. Mm. That is hor- not the best thing to control in the game. In a game that's already got shitty controls, uh, navigating up, failing many times, slipping down the cracks, whatever. Finally, get up there, do more shit involving fire and. and more platforming bollocks all the way up this tower and then it ends in nothing it just ends with nothing and i was like what the fuck did i come up here for and then hours later when i decided to give um expanding a world to try i finally saw that bit of the world filled out and i was like that would have been great to have known hours ago you son of a fucking uh, yeah just on top of that you have to be aware of the fact that like this is not just an homage to something like Banjo-Kazooie. It is, in many ways, Banjo-Kazooie with new assets put into it. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point some things out and just say, hey, this is kind of just taking a thing you already did and trying to redo it and hoping that we wouldn't notice. Um, take a male creature that usually walks on all four legs but here walks on its rear too with a small female flying creature that lives on its back and grants it additional abilities... The pair have to venture inside this large hub building containing several themed smaller worlds, each containing multiple objectives in order to progress. Uh, Each of these rewards you with an item that you can use to, like, put enough of them together to unlock new worlds. There is a collectible currency that allows the pair of animals to transform into a new form that gives them different properties. And there's a quiz show and... Yeah, it's basically just the the bear and bird are now a lizard and bat. The jiggies are now pages. The mumbo tokens are now molecules. And it's just... They just painted over Banjo-Kazooie, but not as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's 
and many people are listening to you list those features and thinking, awesome, yeah, that's great, you, that sounds exactly what yeah, I want, and, and that is, it, but you've got to remember that Banjo, like, like, if you love those games, you love Banjo-Kazooie, you love Rare's work, Ukulele is everything you love, and less. Yeah. That's the, the issue, um, when it really should be, you know, they've had... Oh, a couple of decades uh, to think about how to make these kinds of games better. Um, this could have been everything you love about Banjo-Kazooie and more, yeah. but instead it's... it's not even Banjo-Kazooie you love and the same. It's the Banjo-Kazooie you love and less. It's Banjo-Kazooie that didn't learn anything in 20 years of, of, of new game design, but actively forgot some things about what made Banjo-Kazooie so good. Yes, exactly. Uh, so so, so ukulele, uh... big disappointment. Um, and I should say for all these people, like, oh, I don't think he likes these games. Like, like, I, I do. Yeah, so the, the number of so there, I, where, the number of people that were grumbling. A, how can you give something a three point five out of ten if it's not fundamentally broken? I'm like, under five <sighs> is half of the scale. I thought it was considerably yes. below mediocre. Like, mediocre's your five, your average, your mediocre. It's considerably worse than that. It's a three point five. That is using the whole scale and B, to the people that said well you clearly didn't grow up with and love N64 era collectathon platformers I did, I love them I still go back and replay Banjo-Kazooie because even though you know, game design's moved on I have nostalgia for that game and I can remember what I loved about it at the time and I can see it in rose-tinted glasses I loved that game and I still do with the lens of nostalgia I don't have nostalgia for ukulele, and as such, its glaring flaws and age show a lot. So, no telling me I don't like N64 collectathons. I do like I mean, them. Just, this isn't a good I'll one. I'll say this much. I'll say this much, right? You get the rare replay collection, mm. or, or whatever, to access it, right? And get the, uh, uh, the, the version of Banjo-Kazooie that they've got on there, right? I, I just think there's a problem when you can start playing that... And immediately controlling Banjo feels better than it does controlling that pervert-sounding chameleon. Yeah, so I will say this controls better than the N64 version of Banjo by virtue of having options for a second analogue stick. But if you're playing Rare Replay, then, you know, you've already got that dual analogue support. That's the only yeah, real improvement. Yeah. So a remake is, of yeah. an old game, like like like, already made something feel better to control, and and I think that that to me is an issue, uh, and and then it's it can, it's still a subjective thing. You might think that the, the pervert chameleon and his racist bat friend feel fantastic to play. Oh, and by the way, I even said in the fucking sentence of the review that I was being facetious when I called Laylee a racist. <laughs> okay? I, I was finding a facetious way of saying that she comes off as fucking insulting and obnoxious to everyone she meets. But, of course, I forgot we live in Trump's America now. So, you know that game has like a 75 out of 100 as its average score? Yeah. I, speaking of uh, um oh sorry go on go on. that's all right go gav no i was just going to say speaking of nightmarish dystopias and um nostalgia and remakes i i went to see ghost in the shell but you finish uh, what you were saying no first, no no it's fine I, I i think i was done with ukulele i've not seen the ghost in the shell remake yet how was it 
It's alright. It's pretty good. It's not terrible. Uh, it's not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be going in. It's uh, it's pretty inarguable that it's not really a patch on the original. Which, by the way, is one of the four anime movies I've ever watched. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Um, but it's is the good. other one? Is one of the other ones Akira? Yes, they were yeah. Akira. Uh, Ghost in the Shell or at mm. Doji, which someone told me I had to watch because it was Legend of hilarious. the <laughs> Yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, and Ninja Scrolls was the other one, yes! which I quite like. Yes, you just yeah. completed. You just completed Europeans' introduction to yeah. manga movies. Bingo! Th- those they, are the they, four that I watched. <laughs> they were all pretty good, but. I tried watching bits and pieces of other ones, but there was nothing else that really caught me. But anyway, yeah. the new ones are. I rather suck a dodgy is is the first time I was introduced to the concept of uh, a uh, lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things. Porn. Yes, uh, it kind of it was kind of life transforming in yeah. a way. That is a very fucked up movie. Don't don't watch that one if you've a weak stomach. But let's face it, anyone listening to this podcast probably doesn't have a weak stomach There's... when it comes to pervy stuff yeah well well most of them have probably watched around so like, like by yeah. these days as well around psychology i think is uh fairly well known i yeah. I, I went uh, and rented out the sequels can't remember any of them now i just remember the tits <laughs> anyway it's uh if you want to see something that's kind of visually and and musically very cool and spectacular um, go see it, but just don't. Maybe don't expect a super compelling story because I yeah, think anyone. Yeah. It's the kind yeah. of thing that I may at some point go see while under the influence of some substances, just to have something visually and audibly impressive in front of my face yeah. while I enjoy substances. And Scar- Scarlet generally is an emotionless cyborg for me. I've never felt no, no, moved no, no. It's, by it, her. It's in... pronounced Johansson, not generally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's major, not general, okay? Um, she was alright. She's pretty good. But, uh, yeah. you know, it, it probably goes without saying I would have preferred a Japanese actress in the role. So mm. before, we, before we finish up, do we want to talk about the fucking Atlas live stream video ban thing? Uh, I mean, I just did a Jimquisition on it. Um, I mean... Broad strokes. Atlas put out a note asking, well, not well. First, asking people not to stream spoilers, and then ending it with a threat that they would start copyright striking, content IDing, you know, doing whatever they could to uh, uh, basically slam down anything that played beyond a certain point in the game. Mm. Which, once a game's out, you're telling your customers that as well as anyone mm. in the media. Uh, so. Really, really shit move. Really yeah, kind of fucked up move I, there. They, they, they fucked it. Yeah, I had some brief thoughts on this. I know you've done like a fifteen-minute uh, bonus gymquisition on it, but um, my vague thoughts on this is initially my response to this when I just sort of saw the headline was like, okay, I get the, I get these kind of restrictions for people in the press. You agree to these when you accept your press copy of the game. That's fine. It's understandable. People who picked up a copy of the game have not agreed to this agreement because this was posted on their website after the game launched and is yes, not included the in the game. Signed. Yeah, like you, you have not signed any agreement 
to abide by the rules on this website that were not in any way bundled with the game that you may have purchased the game before they were published. Yeah, and even if mm. you, even if even if they had, it, yeah, it's bullshit, anyway, bullshit and like, yeah, it's you you can't restrict yeah. someone's ability to make videos of a product they purchased. However, yeah, but like, this isn't. Mm, sorry, yeah, I was just going to say that this isn't even a legal issue for me as so much as it is a just a marketing one. Yeah. Like what what a boneheaded move. It's just so stupid. Well, there was no need to do the it. The thing that depresses me is that like initially that was my stance was there's no legal ground. You purchase the game, go make your videos, ignore ignore this. They have no leg to stand on until both YouTube and Twitch said that they were standing behind Atlas on this and that they would Of course they yeah, would. And this is a big company, yeah, not an asset flipper. This is the thing that annoys me is it's like Fair use is on your side. Like, this Eula means nothing, and you have fair use to say, no, I purchased this product, I can make videos of it. That's protected under fair use. But the fact that Twitch and YouTube are like, nah, if you you break that Eula, we're going to take your videos down and potentially copyright strike you. I was excited... Because like there's a there's a YouTube channel that I watch, uh, the Super Best Friends. I was quite excited because they were going to do a playthrough, and I know I've played through it already. I kind of liked the idea of seeing some people I liked play it and talk while they did. Course, and they had yeah. to cancel their LP because they they'd recorded the first batch of episodes, were ready to launch them, announced on their podcast like, oh yeah, on Wednesday we're starting our LP, and had to cancel it and had to redo all their plans because it's like oh shit yeah and that and, and that's and let's. <laughs> Let's make this this straight, right? Atlas within their legal rights, absolutely. At the moment, um, YouTube within its legal rights to you know they don't have to host any content whatsoever. Then they're, they're not under any um, yeah obligation to host you. Uh, so yeah, they they can you know companies can protect companies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's it's all above board. Uh, it doesn't stop it just being a monumentally bad marketing move. Um, I'm, I, I didn't want to argue legality on this one because, you know, Japanese rules and American rules, different things, and clearly this was Japan giving orders down to the US team who, just from the way that whole uh, yeah. statement was written, I, uh, I could tell they were really didn't want to have to write it because they probably knew exactly what was coming. Um, so I don't blame the US team at all for this, for having to kind of be the messenger. Uh, but... I didn't. I, I didn't even need to argue legality on this one because mm. just in a world where the battle's kind of lost now, and yeah, it's... until we have a real court case setting precedent, which apparently no one wants to have, um, most companies have accepted streaming and let's plays as a thing. They account for it in embargoes yeah. now. Uh, it's part well, it's... of the culture. Uh, it's just such a monumentally dipshit yeah. move to have done. Like I, I, I googled Persona Five this morning, and the top stories uh, section dominated with this. Yeah, not about the game's critical acclaim. It, it is ridiculous that the critical acclaim is not the story. And my, my only two remaining things I want to say about this press release that went out. First of all, their bar for what's considered a spoiler is incredibly low. I broke their rules about spoilers when I talked about basic premise of, like, the first... This game's 120 hours long. Maybe the first hour I talked about, like, hey, here's some of the premise that sets off, like, our story in motion. 
And they specifically call out, like, oh, that thing that sets the story in motion and is within the first hour of this 120-hour experience. No, that's a spoiler. Can't be talking about that. Second of all, I'm not going to say when the in-game date is, but in telling you where you can't record past, they point out, like, oh, yeah, this is the point in the game where the big turning point's going to happen and where you're... Yeah. Like, this is where shit's going to go down. It ruins... They They spoiled... When the big yeah. twist and turning point is going to happen, <laughs> the statement, oh. the statement, the list of things uh, not to spoil was itself a, a, a list of quasi spoilers. Yeah, it was littered with with shit that was at least giving clues to things, like letting you know which characters are important, yeah. like what's coming up, um, giving you little clues as to a bit of content, so that if a player saw that and then saw the content reference, they're like, oh shit, now I know something's going to happen with that. Yeah. Ludicrous. Uh, it's just putting all the Chekhov's guns on the table and firing them themselves. Moronic. They should have just let it lie, and then people who streamed the full thing would stream the full thing. But people who didn't want to know about spoilers wouldn't fucking watch it. Yeah. yeah. And then there wouldn't be a problem for anyone. To be but fair, now, you're not really going to be watching a effect. stream of that kind of game if you're worried about no. spoilers, are you? Exactly. Uh, Streisand effect, of course. People are now posting spoilers for the games in in various places, oh, uh, which that, is a that's it's, poopy. It's poopy, but it's a problem of Atlas's making, uh, and and just there would have been literally no problem, yeah, for anyone uh, if this had ju- if the statements had just not gone out. I say statements because Japan did one as well, which apparently is. Uh, um, I can't remember if it was better or worse now, but either way, it was. I think. I think um, the problem is the US one went over the top in trying to over-explain itself and just ended up coming off worse. But the the results are still the same. They're still, you know, being idiots. Um, and yeah, apparently some of the content strikes have already been happening. And mm-hmm. uh, I got an email. I will have to uh, dig it out and. and see about following up on it but it taught me about some some of japan's culture um Jap- japanese culture's view of live streams and youtube and stuff it's a yeah. it's a bit different um it's very to the point where yeah like they have actually been convinced by publishers that spoilers are very special yeah. unique bits of copyright content that you can isolate and say, I own this bit, but you can live stream the rest. It's, 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 it's a kind of an accepted thing there. Yeah. And it's really, it's, it's seen, it's regarded with a lot more suspicion here where, when a publisher doesn't want to talk about something in a game, it's normally because they want to hide something. Yeah, it is just very strange. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I have, yeah, I have nothing positive to say about this move. There might be reasons why it happened that might be understandable, but I see nothing positive in this. It's just... Yeah. Even the people I've seen sticking up for it have nothing positive to say. They only have negative things to say about, like, YouTubers and stuff. It's just more of the same, get a real job The footage will still end up on YouTube. It'll just be on YouTube from throwaway accounts rather than from... Yes. Like known name content producers it'll still be there oh, yeah. it'll just and be I, some channel you've never heard of that's uploaded it i think even even a couple of the big ones might do it like if yeah. if they hadn't have fucking disabled the ps4 sharing 
Um, and so I'd have had I'd, I'd have to re-rig a whole bunch of shit to get some more capturing up. I'd probably stream it all myself just yeah. for a laugh at this point, for a fucking giggle yeah. at this point. My, you know, maybe on a throwaway account, but certainly yeah. with my you know the reach that I have. My my question on the legal end that I'm really interested in is because the Eula is in no way included in the game or the game packaging. Let's say someone streams this game. Gets a copyright strike or, 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 you know, puts a YouTube video up and gets a strike. And they, they combat it with, like, hey, what do you want about EULA? There was no EULA in the product I purchased. Is that a leg to stand on? Is that well, enough to defend it? To say, I purchased a product and nothing in the product I purchased said that I could not stream it. Why have I got this strike on my channel? I should not have this strike. I think the, the, the main issue there is that they, the, 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 the game also explicitly doesn't say you can stream it. And so then that comes back to the old age-old what is fair use, what is copyright, uh, which so far we have no legal precedent for because there hasn't been a court case over a Let's Play yet. Uh, it seems to be a, a, a battle that publishers aren't particularly interested in or clearly, you know, for, for their own benefit, um, um, you know, YouTubers uh, aren't interested in. So it's it, we're at this kind of, uh, I guess, standoff at the moment between people who create these videos and the publishers. Uh, no one wants to really f- draw and fire, uh, whereas some have, like Devolver Digital, yeah. who I mentioned in the gym position, some have just put the guns down entirely and just yeah. said, you know what, just... just Drink of my blood and eat of my skin, uh, and all of no, that stuff. No one wants. Uh, so it's, no one wants to pull the gun out in case they end up being the one that gets shot. Yes, that's the problem. It's such a a knotty issue uh, that even I mean, even though publishers have the money to probably just steamroll a YouTuber if they wanted to, there's still a risk that it could go wrong for them. So you know, I've disputed uh, some stuff from publishers before, and they've not like, big ones, and they've not taken me to court or anything. Uh, because, again, like, I don't think anyone wants to be the one who's part of mm. whatever moment of history that will be, because it will be potentially great or potentially disastrous, and uh, I wouldn't like to be involved with it. I'll say that much, because, hell, the, the, the bullshit outfit I was being... Uh, dealing with that was expensive enough. So yeah, there we go. I I, I just realised something, Laura. Yeah. You have to go see Ghost in the Shell Why? because as somebody who is known oh. to be very enthusiastic about butts, <laughs> yeah. Holy uh, moly, Scarlett Johansson's uh, butt in that don't movie. Don't worry, don't worry. People have found ways to get me images if, of that butt already. I've seen the if butt. If her butt was on Metacritic in that movie, it would definitely be higher than a ninety-seven. Oh no, yeah, that's that's like you know. I'm just imagining Laura like at the top of a, a like a, a building, just on the phone, just God damn it, Parker. Me photos of that ass. Yeah. I need scarlet, beautiful it, it buns. Been, God damn it! It could have been one of the worst movies I'd ever seen, and I still would have sat through it just to get more glimpses of her butt in that movie. This is the butt that, like, let's say you know, I was on, I was accredited on Rotten Tomatoes, and my score, you know, counted for anything. 
it's the kind of butt that I would be like, I'm giving this movie a 12 out of 10 because of the butt, and now Rotten Tomatoes has to yeah. work out how to <laughs> aggregate that score into their out of 10 scale. Like, that's yeah, their Laura, problem to forget. deal with because I, that, that butt. You forget, though, that you'd, you'd give her like a 3.5 because you can't put her ass on the switch oh exactly her ass is not on a nintendo product therefore 3.5 out of 10 actually no <laughs> it's not on the switch 8.5 out of 10 amazing <laughs> <laughs> oh it's hard to keep up it's hard to keep up with the reasons we give these um games the scores they yeah. get if only there was a way to know like reading and understanding the text uh... that's next to the number but but I don't think the technology exists for us to comprehend the written language yet. So I think podcasts are the future, uh, and that's why we'll be around doing this shit for a little so, bit longer. Uh, um, not 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 a little bit longer for like for this episode. I mean, just in the future because I think we're more or, yeah. or less wrapped up now. I okay. I certainly just about yeah am done. Yes. So Laura, where can people find out more of your work? Uh, where they can also read your wonderful review of ukulele that that didn't upset anyone. <laughs> you can find me and my things at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter. Patreon, that's what pays the bills. YouTube. Uh, other than that, let's play videogames.com where my ukulele review is. Um, I also posted a thing I'm really proud of today there about um, transgender consultants and the role they played in Krem in Dragon Age Inquisition being such a well-acclaimed trans representation in a video game. Like, I worked really hard on that, and I'm really happy with how it turned out. Other than that, the Jimquisition, you can go read that Persona 5 review that also didn't piss anyone off. Um, Thejimquisition.com. <laughs> yep. Did crash my site, though. Did, did, crash did, I, not site. Cra- did um, I not manage to crash the site? It did. No, 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 it oh, did. Oh, it did. Oh, okay. Uh, it was, uh, yeah. for a, not DDoS. For, for a minute, not I was DDoS. worried I hadn't managed to crash your site, and that, that's kind of a badge of honour with Jimquisition reviews. Like, if, 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 if I did a review for you, I'd want to crash your site. <laughs> Um, since then, well, since ukulele, I, I, I've doubled the capacity, so if anything crashes from now on, um, I, I think I've just got to change fucking host, because clearly we, who I'm with is We had to, to do that at Let's Play Video Games uh, recently, which is why people were actually able to read my thing about Dragon Age Inquisition oh. consultants, because... In that case, I might up. hit you up then, because... Yeah. I'll, uh, we seemingly yeah, stayed cause... online. It's been retweeted a couple of hundred times, and it stayed online seemingly through that. So feel free to share, and hopefully it won't die. <laughs> I'm crossing my fingers; right. it hasn't died yet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that's okay. me, Laura K. Buzz. <laughs> Laura K. Buzz and a Miracle of Sound. Ga- Gavin, who for some reason I almost called Gareth, and I don't know where <laughs> that came from. <laughs> I know, I don't even know a Gareth. Uh, but Gavin, uh, where can people find out about your wonderful work? And when is the game coming out? When can you talk about the game? <laughs> I can talk about the game, hopefully, between the 18th and 20th. It may, there may be news before it, but it's pretty much uh, it's definite anyway. But it's, it's not a AAA game now, but it's a pretty cool one to be involved in all the same. It's... With people, oh, it's with people that I'm a fan of their previous work big time, so that's pretty awesome. And, uh, Ukulele no, too, and it, it's not it's not Wasteland Three because a lot of people have nah. been asking that. I think that would be the obvious one yeah. people would have gone for would have been a Wasteland or something yeah. or other. I got I got um, to collaborate with one of my favorite video game composers, so that was awesome. 
Yeah, um, wonderful. So, Miracle of Sound on YouTube. You can come hear my latest song, which is based off Aloy and Horizon, which the lovely Very Sarah sang on. Did a beautiful job on the vocals. And Miracle of Sound on iTunes, on Bandcamp, all those good things, and on Twitter. Come and follow me okay. for bad, bad r- jokes about Breath of the Wild and Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Um... I think that wraps it up. Thank you all so much for listening, as always. Um, thank you even more if you've actually made it to the point where you get far enough to hear me saying this bit. Uh, and, yeah, keep it coming. Uh, the, the past few months have just been fantastic in terms of site growth and, and, well, channel growth. I don't know how well the site's doing, but judging by the fucking giant comment threads that I see, I guess they're doing okay. Um, so thank you for all that. The, the supportive ones, not the ones that tell me to drink bleach. Uh, and, yeah, keep it up. Thank you. I, I always just keep saying thank you, so I'm going to stop and just say bye. 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 <laughs>